Perfect. Okay, you're live. Cool. What's up, everyone? Uh, welcome back. Uh, for those of you that are joining me on TikTok on uh, YouTube later on, um, you know this is our first longer Thursday session. Uh, for those of you that missed it, I'm only doing um, I'm slimming the week's kind of lives down, live shows down to just Thursdays. Hour and a half raffles are going up. Um, and so uh, I know a lot of people probably won't join us until um, 30 minutes into this. So if you're watching this after the fact, I'm just going to be answering random questions and just kind of doing a regular old like, uh, you know, live stream until then. Um, and then, I'll, you know, I'll do my and probably a couple market updates, uh, one now-ish and one over there. Um, but th we're going to go an hour and a half and, uh, and you know, just wanted to just let you know up front and then we'll hopefully next Thursday, people will know that we start at uh, 7.30 uh, Central, 8.30 Eastern and 5.30 Pacific. Cool. Um, Hey, David, thank you. Oh, Davin, thank you so much. Great to see you. Uh, Cal Cash Money. Um, you ever watched the show Billions? What character would you say you were? Um, I watched the first episode, but it was a little bit... I imagine it's the same thing that uh, doctors see when they watch like ER or something super hyper uh, dramatized. Uh the closest fund that I ever worked for that was like that was Citadel. Um, I would say, you know, it's very high pressure, but I would say the frequency at which people are screaming at each other is probably much lower than in the show. Um, but if there was a character in there that was like more uh, like a senior analyst uh, under a, a port portfolio manager, then um, then that 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 would be have been my role in my career path. So but currently now I'm CFO of a software company. Um, for multi multitude of uh, reasons. Cool, so for those of you on YouTube and TikTok, I just wanted to announce, you know, my TikTok I posted today. Um, you know, we're doing our first $1,000 raffle that we're gonna give away in, uh, in two weeks. So if you want to enter the $1,000 raffle, um, just go to uh, the link below to kind of the couplecents.com slash more page and uh, sign up to our Morning Sense uh, free newsletter. And when you do that, uh, from Monday, uh, July 27th to Friday, uh, August 7th, we're gonna have daily raffle entry links at the bottom of our free newsletter. And so when you do that, you can enter, and you know if you do it every day, you get a little bit more entries. Um, and it's, it's just a super fun game and super fun way to kind of read about business and investing news every day and also enter to, to receive a thousand bucks. It's a pretty darn new, uh, like email list. So everyone is very, uh, everyone, uh, has, a, has a pretty good chance of winning. And, uh, you know, I don't think I got on the for you page. So I think, I think that your chances are going to keep, uh, being good. But again, the, the larger we grow the community and the newsletter, I think the more raffles we can do. So please do share. And tell your friends and whoever's interested in business and investing, um, you know, it's always good to give away a thousand bucks and promote, you know, learning about uh, investing and valuation. So cool. Um, I gotta go. I gotta log into my to YouTube. I am live streaming on YouTube as well. We're going an hour and a half today. Um, cool. So who do we have here? Uh, I'll give a I'll give a market update now, and I'll give an, a market update at. 
uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, just so people who forgot that we're making these things uh, a little bit longer and going only Thursdays instead of Monday, Thursdays. So the market update is, you know, the, the market uh, closed down, the S&P closed down 1.2% uh, is quite a big percentage on a percentage basis. But again, we're still over, we're still near kind of uh, post COVID highs. So again, like I, I wouldn't take it, you know, too dra like a too drastic of a move. Um, European equities were pretty much flat. Asia closed mixed. Uh, you know, I think the momentum was was a little bit pared back because uh, initial jobless claims actually came up higher for the first time in 16 weeks since March. But I think the economists think that it's there's some seasonality to that to those numbers, because if you look at continuing jobless claims, they actually uh, look pretty better. They, they look better and they fell from uh, 17.3 uh, million continuing jobless claims the week before to 16.2 million jobless claims. And uh, California and Florida both reported declines of continuing continuing jobless, jobless claims uh, of more than 200,000. So um, cool. So again, welcome back. It's been uh, welcome. It's July twenty third, twenty twenty. Just announced our thousand dollar raffle, and to enter, just join our free newsletter and uh, just read it or scroll to the bottom every time. And over the next couple of weeks, starting Monday, there'll be an entry link, and you know it'll be a quick little question entry question. Um, it'll be super easy to to just find that in the email. So it'll be really fun, really cool. Um, cool. So welcome back. Let's take some questions. I'm just gonna make this a little bit more free flowing, a little bit more casual today. You know, I got my nifty little uh, white claw here. Like, la like last live on Monday, I still have hedge fund Henry in the house. He's sitting right here on the couch over there in my basement. So we have a real, um, a real hedge fund senior person here. Uh, no names. He's, he, I can't really have his voice on, but uh, I'm happy to bump any questions to him when, when need be. So, um, you're not going to bump questions to me. Uh, well, I mean, I'll, you can answer whatever you want, Nia. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, we're, it's free flow today. Free flow. We're, we're, we're cool today. Yeah, we so, are. you know, maybe, maybe. Who knows? What do you think? Have you been to Top Golf yet? People keep asking about this Top Golf potential I've SPAC. Been to Top Golf, but not in Nashville. But I'm definitely willing to go ASAP because it's open. Is it open? Yeah. Can we socially distance at Top Golf? I think yeah. No, I think we can. Just like, yeah, it's golf. We can okay. social distance. I mean, I'm gonna be going golfing on Saturday. I do have a membership to Top Golf. I'm just saying. You have a membership? I do. Oh, that's how legit I am. You must be pretty legit. I'm too, too I'm legit. so bad at golf that I'm good at Top Golf. You know. I'll have to see for myself. Yeah, fair it's enough. It's been a while. I don't think we've ever Top Golf. Together. I don't think so either. Uh, Pershing Square acquisition, yeah, like Bill Ackman's a really smart guy. He's, I, I believe I read a headline that he has 150 companies in the universe that he wants to go acquire. Um, again, these SPACs are really, really interesting and hot right now. Uh, I think Ackman is a financial engineer. He really knows what he's doing, and um, I think I think uh, just like I think if anybody's gonna make a good acquisition, it's gonna be him. Although the SPAC vehicle type isn't my favorite, and I'm probably going to do uh, a video series on, you know, that we should all be careful about SPACs, and they've historically not been a great vehicle for uh, the retail investor. But you know, neither here nor there. I will, uh, I will get to that at, at some point. So, um, 
You know, I had uh, one question from uh, Roic member Andrew S. come in before, you know, over the last three days. Andrew said, could you go over the pros and cons of buying a real estate property with a group of friends, a fixer upper? You have brought up how you and your friends own a handful of real estate properties. And I wanted more insight on your experiences and maybe see if you have any advice that you would give your younger self back when you just started. Thank you. Um, thank you, Andrew. First of all, unless you are formal, formally documented, I don't love uh, the idea of friends going or owning a fractional ownership piece of one property. It just gets super messy, unlike a stock, right? In order, you have to buy a house, lots of paperwork, lots of fees to get the mortgage or whatever. Even if you're buying all, all cash, you're, cash you're buying, you're buying it with a lot of fees loaded on. And when you sell it, you got to sell it. You there's a five or six percent broker fee. So if anybody wants to get out, one out of three people want to get out of the property, then you get into a fight and it just gets really messy. Even I, so, I would say if you have a working relationship uh, with your friends previously and you work well together, like that's table stakes. You really have to be comment. Uh, you have to re really be confident in that. Um, you know, that's something that we have. Uh, we've all worked at with at some capacity together at hedge funds. Um, they know I'm kind of in charge of the management here being here on the ground in Nashville. They're all in kind of New York city. Um, and you know, we're at a high enough ticket size where we actually structured it so that, um, each property is technically owned under the umbrella by certain folks. So if they want to liquidate some properties, then it's a very easy way to do that. But I would, for most people, like 99.9% .9 of groups, especially if it's just one property in a rehab. Uh, I, I wouldn't recommend it. So if you could afford to do the project and use my real estate model, if you can afford to do the project by yourself, um, maybe do that. But again, only if you can afford it, only if it allocates your portfolio in a way that you know doesn't um, that doesn't uh, you know overextend your finances. So cool, um, awesome, and everybody asking about the uh, the internship program. Uh, we have read almost all of them. I think we've narrowed it down to a good list and hopefully getting back to folks tomorrow or over the weekend. So please hang in there with us and all that, all that, all that jazz. So cool. So, uh, Ben is asking thoughts on why SPACs have declined over the past week. Uh, Chris P is asking why FMCI is going down. Um, a lot of people asking about the weakness in, in SPACs. First of all, I think as a whole, we are going through a bit of a SPAC bubble. Um, there are a lot of people who just don't understand. Like it's it's actually a pretty complex way to go public, and historically, it's been a vehicle that the kind of shittier companies go public through, right? So, um, if you're a legitimate company with legitimate backing with enough like growth, run rate, and a great story and a great name, you probably go public through the norm normal IPO route and save a bunch of money as a company. Um, you know and minimize dilution to the uh, cap stack. But uh, it just seems like there's some absolute bubble in demand. And a lot of these companies are kind of flipping public through this reverse merger, merger stuff. So what I try to do with my analysis, it does seem like there's two camps. It's wildly overpriced, or that makes sense if you believe in the company and want to hold for like five to 10 years. So FMCI is like tattooed chef, I believe when I made that video, um, they're like 
two times, maybe three times. I think it was like three, three and a half times sales and growing like crazy. I believe in like that frozen aisle vegan market or sorry, vegan plant-based whole kind of food trend. Like it's like a cauliflower crust pizza that I can microwave and it tastes good and I feel good about it. Like that's something I would eat. I think beyond, when I compare it to beyond meat, I think there's just, I would rather own FMCI over the long term than Beyond Meat at their insane multiples. Um, I did cook a Beyond Meat burger. It tastes fine. It tastes good. It tastes like meat. Um, I'll do a video on that at some point. Um, cool. So, like, I do, like, let's look at FMCI. Like, so, when you, when you, when you buy one of these SPAC companies, and it's, you're talking about pre-revenue companies. So, the the probability distribution of if it succeeds or not is super wide and the probability distribution of how successful it's going to be is super wide. Right. We all know, like you all know, I started banging the table on Nikola being like just insanity at 90 bucks a share. And now what is it? Right. Like I, I was trying to warn people because that one was such a slap in the face because even if you believe in the company, they will never get that big enough, like big enough to justify that valuation. So it's insane. But for an FMCI, if you just wait a couple, like if you wait five years and they keep growing their revenue in according to their budget, like this will pay off at 13 bucks a share today at 15. I think I did it at like 16, 17. Look, like if you're going to be in these super risky stocks and dream about the upside, you better have the stomach to hold through the downside if you believe in the company and if you got in at a reasonable price. If you didn't get in a reasonable price, then, you know, that was a mistake and potentially you should cut your losses, right? But to me, if you believe that Tattooed Chef as a company will continue to grow in sales uh, over the next five years, it's, it's a great it's a great hold and a speculative bet. But again, like I said, it has nothing compared to owning Facebook, uh, Amazon, uh, Spotify, like I banged the table at Spotify, uh, with Spotify at like 150, I believe. Um, and let's see, pulling this up. Yeah. 150, like even Spotify is reasonable for what I believe its future holds. Um, you shouldn't size like those big companies. You can't compare, um, a large dominant company that is going to continue to dominate to a company that hasn't even sold anything yet or is still in its fledgling stage. So, so, and again, Robert saying FMCI's online product products cost so much. I don't think that's right. They have to get it on the aisle. That's, that's how you sell frozen foods. Nobody buys specific brands of frozen foods to their, uh, office, to their house. So cool. Um, yeah. And people here are just, I think they're using SPACs to bet. And I think, betting like betting and day trading and all that stuff it's all gambling and gambling's fun when there's high volatility and you're basically betting if something happens or not so if the merger goes through or they announce a merger and you hear a rumor and then it goes through then you make a bunch of money if it doesn't then you lose a bunch of money like that's betting right um we're here to invest we're here to hold over the long term so i like doing SPACs because it's fun it keeps me relevant if i if i talk to you about some boring company that's just going to compound capital right like a lot of people aren't probably going to watch my, my channel, but I do think there's diamond in the rough and my value add is I can actually analyze the SPAC structure and the pro forma valuation, which people don't even think about. Right? So some of the SPACs reasonable, 
if you think that they're going to grow. Other ones like Nicola, like totally crazy, totally crazy. Um, cool. Uh, Tyson saying, as someone who worked at a hedge fund, can you clarify how quantitative funds factor analyses to match long to short trades? Also, would you say fundamental or quantitative analysis comes out on top? I would say the vast majority of Wall Street works off of fundamental analysis. Um, quantitative analysis is kind of this other side of Wall Street. There are some quant hedge funds and they're quant divisions of the largest hedge funds, um, but they require a completely different type of skill set. There are a lot of data science, database engineers that train either either like machine learning models to trading like patterns, or they're basically like they like they get the prime broker, they get the uh, they get the first trade, and they're picking up pennies in front of in front of uh, like a moving train, right? And which none of us have the ability to do. Uh, you know, I don't think that any real trader on the street is using like trend lines. Their traders are actually more people that call around to other traders and understanding where the liquidity is and placing the trade on and like sizing the trade in uh, so that you're not moving the market uh, too drastically if you want to put on a, a thing in good size. So um, that's that. So uh, let's see. Taking a, uh, do we have any, do we have one voicemail question that came out, right? Yeah. Cool. Again, $1,000 raff, thousand uh, dollar giveaway. We just announced it. Go to the link in the bio um, if it's there already. Uh, sorry, I need to put it in the YouTube link in bio. $1,000 raffle, we're giving it away in two weeks. So go sign up. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit. So you might have to refresh the page on YouTube. Um, if not, if it's link in my bio in TikTok or go to a couplecents.com slash more. So $1,000 raffle link, enter, or so you have to sign up for the um, for my free newsletter that we just launched, and uh, the entry links will be in uh, those morning newsletters uh, starting Monday for two weeks. And then you know the more you do it, the more entries you get, um, that kind of thing. And and give someone's winning a thousand bucks, guys. Still small here, still a small little community of investors, and so still a great chance to win. Still a great chance to win. So this is by far the biggest raffle we've done. Um, sign up for Morning Sense at www.couplesense.com slash more. Cool, so if you're on YouTube, I'm just updating the page. And so just refresh it if you want the link or it's a couplesense.com slash more. Um, a couplesense.com slash more, go find it in there and sign up for our morning newsletter. Seriously, it's really great content and it's free to enter and it's just fun. It's a fun way to, uh, to learn about stocks and investing. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah, let's do that one. Of course it buffers one moment. Hmm. It's not working. Well, I hit play and then it thinks about it. Let me switch my internet. It's okay. I remember the question, I believe. Oh yeah. Five, uh, so again, it's cool. We have hedge fund Henry here for one more show. He's with us for one week. He's just on a, he's here visiting. So if you have any questions for hedge fund Henry, let me try one more time. Okay. On this. 
No, it's botched. I don't know why it's being weird. Okay, but Brian K is asking on YouTube, um, going away next week for a beach vacation, best investing book I can read while I'm gone. I've already done kind of, I've already said, little book that beats the market, common stocks or common stocks and uncommon profits. I've already said value investing. Hedge fund Henry, do you have a rec? Yeah, so he said Competition Demystified, which is a big volume, voluminous novel of a book. I thought it was pretty big. Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, but I had said that last episode, so Competition Demystified. I like that one too. I think I said that two episodes ago. Um, cool. I'm just going to say this one more time. Okay. Damn it. No. Okay, so... I'll answer this for Hedge Fund Henry, who's sitting right there. The entanglement is asking Hedge Fund Henry, what path did you take to get to working for a hedge fund? And correct me if I'm wrong, he went through, uh, he actually started in uh, kind of the buy side. So he kind of went through that route. I went through the investment banking route. So that's just that. Um, and Kingpin's asking, how do you start a hedge fund? Honestly, uh, it's, you have to go find investors, to be honest. And usually they're institutional investors. And so, um, if you know endowments, if you know institutional investors, if you know funds, fund of funds, um, you know, they, they're like their own business of their own, uh, trying to find good asset allocators. Um, yeah, it's, it's a hard, it's a very hard industry to start your own thing for. Um, cool. Robert's asking, is Bitcoin going to break a 10,000 this week? Again, I don't know. I don't know. I think I like it over guys. I like Bitcoin, but let me be clear. I like it on a decade time horizon. I like it over the long term. Ayush is asking, what do you think of tech being stagnant recently? Um, yeah, I mean, I think they've had a, a massive run up and like taking a pause and maybe a pullback seems re reasonable. Like there's no reason why, I mean, give me a, an overpriced one like Shopify, right? You all know, I, yeah, I dislike Shopify for a bit. Um, I mean, there's no reason why you would be growing at 30 to 40% top line and be trading at 50 times, 36 to 50 times forward sales. It's kind of crazy. Rob, no, Hedge Fund Henry is not me. That's funny. No, no, there's someone sitting here. Um, okay. So Joy X is asking, uh, putting up a stock screen in my personal watch list. Um, yeah, so all that's still on the roadmap. Like you know, I'm still actively a CFO of a, of a software company. And so it's, um, I have to take things one step at a time. You guys all see I have to do content. I actually, if you guys are on TikTok and interested on TikTok and how it's dominated, I just posted a YouTube video. Um, it's not, um, it's not, do like it, you know, it's not doing so hot, but it, uh, you know, if you're interested in how TikTok's really dominating the scene, I'm doing a two-part series on it on YouTube. Uh, this first part is, you know, about TikTok, and then the second part, or how TikTok is different from Vine, and how it competes with everybody else, and how it's gotten so successful. And the next video is going to be like, is it going to get banned? Why do people want to ban it? How likely is it to get banned? And you know, what TikTok is doing to, like, I guess, avoid getting banned. Um, Cool. 
Guys, so the $1,000 raffle, in order to enter, go to my profile. Um, if, in order to enter, enter the $1,000 raffle, go to my uh, my profile, click the link, and enter. Um, join our free newsletter at Morning Sense. Uh, you'll get those emails every morning, and in two weeks, we pick a winner. At the bottom of each uh, email, uh, morning newsletter. Like It's a really good newsletter, I think. Um, and we, we write it up. We spend a lot of time on it. And... Uh, uh, We'll include like a raffle copter link every single time and you can enter and you know each time you do it you get another entry so um, Cool cool um, Yeah, so Zane, I don't know if you've joined us uh, Zane is asking are you still hoarding cash? Uh, I would say over the past like few weeks. I've been saying I'm probably more like 50 50 right? Uh, I would say over the past month or so I'm probably more like 50 50 on the market, again, there's a lot of bears out there on the street who are super smart, but sometimes like, I just, I, you know, last, on Monday we had an episode, Hedge Fund Henry said, you know, he's been hearing a lot more bearish analysis than bullish analysis. You know, I don't know how much more stimulus we're gonna see. I don't know how doom and gloom it is out there. And I also think that like the, the mortality rate for COVID isn't so bad right now, so, um, yeah, I would say I'm more 50, 50, like 50% equities. And then, uh, the remainder should be some, some great mix of, of cash, but also like, uh, inflation hedge type of assets. So, you know, it depends on your flavor. It could be gold. I personally like Bitcoin is that, um, over the long term, like hold it and don't even like hold on for dear life. Right. Um, uh, but also real estate's a great one. I don't like public real estate. Uh, we own, a bunch of private real estate. So if you own, like, you know, obviously a lot of you who own your own house own that piece of your, I guess, net worth in that. So, um, cool. Uh, you know, I answered that question about uh, Ackman's new SPAC. Look, I can't speak about it because I don't know what he's buying and he doesn't know what he's buying yet. He's a smart guy, but he also is so smart that he's gonna structure the SPAC probably in a way that he takes the majority of the economics away from other shareholders so just be careful of that like he'll probably pick a great company um but you'll probably be diluted as a common shareholder in some form or another so cool cool uh i should do a video on psth oh so kingpin you think ackman is snaky um i would say I don't necessarily think he's like snaky. I think he's just, yeah. Like I, I would say he probably, um, like he's, he's a shark. That's what I would call him. He's, he's a shark. Right. And he'll, he'll take, he'll take the majority of the economics, but he'll probably pick a great investment in the first place. Um, cool. So Adnan Z is asking, you know, uh, what a SPAC is. And so that's, it's short for a special purpose acquisition vehicle, also known as a blank check company. So what happens is you go to market with a ticker and it's, you know, managed by a certain management team and they raise a bunch of cash and the management team basically gets to buy whatever company that they want to. Um, when they do that, there are terms in it and the SPAC goes away if they don't find an acquisition target. Usually, usually, within a certain period of time. So I think Wall Street and hedge fund, like if you're at a hedge fund, they're all kind of like hesitant to invest in, in SPACs, like just the straight 
common equity because um, like the management team is 100% incentivized to get a deal done at any price. So, you know, a lot of times they, you know, I think historically, right, Hedge Fund Henry, like SPACs have underperformed the market. That, that was a pet fact that he told me. Underperformed IPOs, do you know? Okay, yeah. So Hedge Fund Henry knows a lot more about SPACs than I do on a historical sense. We are bra- we're in brave new world in SPAC SPAC land. Would you, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. This is this is SPAC bubble land. So, yeah, investment banks are the ones who make the killing. So, I like the SPACs because they're fun companies generally. Like it's fun to rip on Nikola at ninety bucks a share. Like right? I mean, it's fun. It's fun. So, um, but. Uh, yeah, so, but I would say just be careful. Uh, Kingpin. So, Kingpin is asking, I can answer a lot of these. I, I don't want his. <clears throat> he has to stay behind the scenes for a little bit. Um, so, the difference between a private equity ha- fund and a hedge fund is actually more about asset class type. Uh, there are generally, there are usually kind of differences, but the lines are being blurred these days, I would say. But a private equity fund usually raises money from limited partners or, you know, uh, investors and then buys whole companies or the majority of companies with that money in private companies. Right. So those are private companies. Um, Hedge funds generally colloquially raise money from investors and buy stocks. Um, Historically, they're structured a bit differently, differently. But they can be structured very similarly and they can overlap and like clearly a, a private equity firm like Blackstone owns public securities and a lot of public equity hedge funds own private securities. So um, uh, I would say hedge funds generally in kind of colloquially, they uh, they raise money that are locked that's locked up for either no lockup or, you know, they're locked up for a year, two years, maybe three years. Uh, and, uh, historically private equity funds have always been like, we lock up your capital from five to 10 years because we have to buy private companies and the liquidity is lower. Right. So cool. Um, okay. So Brian, I, I, I'm, it's pushing out my answer to your DM. Brian had, I think that was you who posted in the Roic forum. He's asking about the ideas that 401k is not be, might be not, might not be the great vehicle they used to be. Um, I read that article that you sent, Brian. Um, it the assumptions are are poor. So they compared today's marginal tax rates and cap gains tax rates at um, compared to the uh, kind of how they were in the '80s. But if you're investing in a 401k, you probably have a marginal tax rate of like over 20%, right? And you probably have a cap gains rate of over zero percent. So it's it's absolutely like. I would say just disregard that article. 401ks are still amazing, in my opinion, not advice. Um, yeah, guys, $1,000 giveaway. If you want to enter, uh, sign up for Morning Sense. Um, yeah, link in bio. So just go look at my last uh, TikTok. So guys, someone's winning 1000 bucks, and it's we don't have a lot, a lot of entries. So it's cool. Um, let's see. Matt, okay, you've asked this a couple times. Can you talk about your investment banking career and some of your mo- more, most important takeaways from it? I would say investment banking. So people, I think, if you want to learn a lot about investment banking, go to my YouTube channel. I, I did an interview with uh, Noah Krim, who Princeton grad, Barclays uh, Investment Banking, and then um, Private Equity. Uh, 
uh, after that, you know, we, we talked all about banking and getting into banking and stuff like that. Banking, investment banking, I mean, a lot of investment banking is almost being like an agent for transactions. It's almost like being a real estate agent, but for companies. Um, there are other things. You issue securities, you, you issue debt and all this other stuff. It gets more complicated than that. But you're not actually being a principal investor. So that's why they call it the buy side versus the sell side. Investment banking is the sell side. So do you get better at investing by being in investment banking? No, probably not. Um, oh, Yassine. Go Irish. Um, do you get better at investing by going to investment banking? No. But do you get all the skills that's needed to be really good? Yes. So I would say what I learned from investment banking specifically was an amazing skill set, an understanding of the cap structure, a basic understanding of valuation, how to do comps, the technical skill sets, right? So I don't really like, I, I work again, I help run a, a software company. So lots of great software engineers at our company. And I don't fully understand it, like, obviously that well. But um, I would probably say it's like the difference between, like, banking is like learning to code and learning the technicalities of the language of coding and how to code. But, like, going to the buy side and being a hedge fund investor or a private equity investor is, like, zooming up a level and architecting the actual production of a product or software tech, right? Um just because, um, just because you're, you know, really good at Excel and DCF modeling, like that, absolutely has no bearing on how good of an investor you are, right? So cool, awesome, guys. I love real estate, but managing real estate is just so hard. It's just so hard, guys. Sage, uh, if again, everyone filtering in and out, if you're, uh, if you want to enter the, uh, yeah, the thousand dollar raffle, this is more of a celebration kind of live. Look at my last TikTok. Again, someone's winning $1,000, not a lot of entries. We're just celebrating a, a fun way to learn. And hopefully, if this is has some semblance of success, we'll do it again. We'll keep doing it. Um, it'll be fun. But again, it's a free entry. You just sign up for my email newsletter, and it's really good. So, Okay, so so this is interesting. A lot of questions for Hedge Fund Harry, or Henry. Sorry, Henry. Sorry, this is just a pseudonym. His name's... Did you say Harry? I did. Hedge Fund Harry. Wow. Is Hedge Fund Henry Harry, though? <laughs> No. He's uh, happy real, Thursday. He's a real person. He's a, though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, asking I'm, you. I'm a witness. He is real. <laughs> so they're asking you, Hedge Fund Henry. Uh, do you agree with my Spotify Netflix thought? I don't know if you actually have, or Disney. Oh, also, what do you think about Disney? And for reference, I think pre-COVID, about twenty-five to thirty percent. 25 to 35% of their revenues were from theme parks or related attractions. So let's start with the Spotify, Netflix, SaaS, consumer stuff. I got to mute him. Those of you on TikTok probably, hey, New York City, thank you. Say, 
Uh, you on TikTok can kind of hear him probably. Okay, so the question for Hedge Fund Henry was Spotify, Netflix, Disney. So, you know, I, we agree here. So he likes Spotify uh, better than Netflix. I think his opinion is a little bit more about he doesn't like Netflix than he likes Spotify per se. I mean, it's more about video content. There's like a big doubt out there that Netflix can retain ownership of really good sticky video content over time, especially in a super crowded space and a high competition space with all like Universal Studios, Warner Brothers, all this stuff. And, um, you know, I think their, their ability to retain subscribers if you don't have the content in an extremely packed field when you are a fledgling production company is just really hard, right? And they're at a higher valuation than Spotify. I mean, you guys all know I like Spotify and I don't like Netflix. So I, I like swapping Fang. I swapped the N for the S. Um, and Hedge Fund Henry said Disney is super confident in the quality and staying power in Disney's content creation and content history. I mean, they own, right? They own Star Wars. They own all this stuff. And so he really likes, and he has a high confidence, confidence in Disney's staying power and moat and, and kind of, um, you know, like barriers to entry, right? And uh, do you have any view on, uh, oh, I will say on Spotify too. Spotify is the winner amongst a pretty barren field. Apple, they are multiples bigger than Apple Music and Android Music combined, right? So uh, they're really killing it in music. Um, and uh, your your thought on uh, the losing Disney World and Disneyland stuff. Cool. So, um, the, so his thought was, look, like, co like if you, for Disney specifically, since they have a chunk of their revenues coming from attractions, you know, theme parks, all that stuff. Um, this is more about 50, hundred years of cash flow, especially for a super defensible long-term company like Disney with amazing content that it's not really about these next one or two years of cash flow. You can look through that and understand about like the next 50 years of cash flow. Um, it doesn't sound unreasonable, unreasonably priced based on 2023, 2024 EBITDA. Um, and again, I would say, you know, that's a much safer bet than anything else. Cool. So for those of you just joining, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, the thousand dollar giveaway, go check out my latest TikTok or my Instagram in order to, uh, enter it's a, it's free entry. Um, <clears throat> you just have to join our free uh, newsletter morning sense. It's, uh, just go to a couple sense.com slash more or go link through bio and enter your email. And then over the next couple weeks, starting Monday, uh, we'll have like entry links every morning. Um, and you just enter and, uh, August 10th, we'll pick a winner for a thousand bucks. See how it goes. So I think I, I'm the first one to do it on TikTok. I feel, I feel like, uh, it'll be fun. It's a fun way to promote, uh, <clears throat> kickstarting, this email list and also like 
us reading about business and investing and just kind of learning. So it's kind of cool. And I know a lot of you don't have Wall Street Journal subscriptions. You know, we incorporate all that Wall Street Journal info. We incorporate, you know, a lot of other like kind of behind paywall news. So in one, one spot, you can just kind of read all that stuff and uh, participate in our $1,000 giveaway. It's 1000 bucks in two weeks. Yeah, Morning Brew is great. So hopefully we can uh, we can... We can uh, give Morning Morning Brew a, a run for its money. So, hopefully, we get some pickup again. Um, I would really appreciate it. And also, like one person's gonna win a thousand bucks. It's much better, much higher than these thirty dollar giveaways we do. Cool. Uh, VOO or Amazon best capital compounder for ten years? That's a that's a hedge fund Henry question. I think it's a unanimous yes. If you're if you're thinking about Amazon versus VOO or Amazon versus whole market, like him and I are on the same page. You got Bezos at the helm. You've got incredible intellectual assets, and you have an incredible like momentum. And you're just they're going to dominate the world. I think. Um, Kelly Valk is asking about. If you're familiar with The Motley Fool, are you a fan of rule breaker investing where you invest in companies if, even if they're expensive, such as a high P.E. ratio? Um, so I've never heard of rule breaker investing. Let me look it up real quick. Have you heard? Um, I would say, just by the way, our perception of, we've talked about this, of, seek, of, uh, of Motley Fool is they're kind of the lowest quality version of that Motley Fool, uh, Seeking Alpha. There's another one out there, right? Like, are they yeah. all made up names? No, like I would just say um, they kind of let anybody kind of post there, and it's. Um, I would just say, uh, let's see, Rule Breaker. I would just say. Uh, I thought these were nicknames for people like in the industry that you like name them if they like act a certain way. That's what I. I'll stop. Yeah. So Motley Fool Fool spams really hard. So guys, I know my content throughput isn't amazing on Roic yet. I mean, I try, I'm trying to get like a couple stock, like real stock analyses done, but my quality is going to be way higher than basically anybody on those sites. Um, like I'm confident in that. Um, so, uh, if you, you know, this, all this stuff, like all joining Roic is really just help, help support the content. And if we can grow big enough, um, you know, you get a lot more of me and eventually if, like, let's say some crazy world, I can do this full time. Um, yeah, I think you can get a lot of really great picks. Uh, again, Joy asked about um, watch lists that's coming up. Again, um, watch lists. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna be doing a big, big. Um, we're gonna be doing another really big giveaway on Roic. In like after this newsletter giveaway, probably another thousand dollar giveaway on Roic. Um, and then hopefully we can build a community of uh, oh zero hedge, yeah. But you have to post. Um, oh no, that's some zero. Zero hedge is. Zero Hedge is the the blog where everyone like he's always bearish on everything, right? Isn't that it? Yeah, yeah. So Robert said Zero Hedge. I've been reading Zero Hedge since my Deutsche Bank days. Um, they're always bearish and doom and gloom on the economy, and we've already talked about this. Like Wall Streeters are generally intelligent, and the way you make it on the street is like sounding intelligent and pitching intelligent ideas. Um, 
and generally bearish ideas on the market sound uh sound more intelligent than bullish like oh everything's fine corporate earnings like i mean warren buffett's argument doesn't sound as intelligent coming out of the mouth of a young investor wouldn't you agree like if if i said what warren buffett said this last shareholder meeting from berkshire hathaway bet on america like don't bet against america like all that stuff like it sounds stupid right Okay, so yeah, he uh, hedge fund Henry looked up rule breaker investing, and um, he, you know I, he's expressing something that I wholeheartedly agree with. It's you have to like you have to take into uh, account the valuation. Like you can't just buy, you know, a rule breaking stock for any given inflated price, right? Um, you know, I, he looked that up, so I'm not I'm not familiar with rule breakers or whatever they call rule breakers. I'm on a brownie webpage. Um, so, um, but I will say it does sound like, so when he looked that up, it does sound like rule breaker investing is just some like, doesn't matter the valuation. You just want good companies. Guys, I want good companies, but at fair prices. Right. Um, so, uh, I'm going to give you another example. I've said it the past couple of weeks. All right. I look back at when the last time Tesla's traded over eight times, uh, forward sales and the following five years, it underperformed the S&P 500. So if you're thinking about establishing a position in Tesla, um, yeah, they, they beat earnings is great. It's great. Um, if you're, if you're, if you're thinking about establishing a position in Tesla that is trading seven and a half to 10 times forward sales at 1500 bucks a share, right? Like, yes. Like, is it a bad idea? Maybe not. Maybe you don't lose any money, but is it, a, is there a good chance you underperform? Maybe. Very likely, right? Uh, Varun is asking Elon or Bezos. Elon or Bezos? Can you guys should? I want. I want. I want to hear Elon or Bezos. I like this question. Yeah. Who do you guys like better? I know who you like better. I feel like we all know who Justin's gonna say. Who do you like better, Elon or Bezos? Who do you guys think? Okay, we got an Elon. Elon, Elon, Bezos. Bezos. Okay. Elon. Elon. Oh, it's, it's a little bit. It's more Elon. Give it like 10 seconds because we're like yeah. where it's lagged. Uh, Bezos is a bitch. <laughs> um, Bezos to run my company, Elon for entertainment. Elon, space baby. A couple cents. Yes. <laughs> Richard Branson. <laughs> no, not in their league. Okay, cool. Um, so I would say I love both of them equally for different reasons. Uh, don't be a cop out. Pick one. Fine, Elon. Well, who who was my password for a long time? That's why I was like, we all know who he's gonna pick. Look, I like Elon from an entrepreneurial, advance the human race, advance America, um, kind of thing. But also, like he, I would never work for him. Here, hold on, Stephen, you're right. I would never work for the guy. He has he has absolutely. Um, like I read, read his biography. It's a great read, read his biography. But Bezos is the guy that like master the universe. If I, if I had a company and I, I could pick one person, like, yeah, like he is more dominant in the business world than 
like anybody in the sports world you could even say right like he's a million times more dominant than like i don't know like belichick or sabin or whoever you want to talk about so yeah someone said dave portnoy <laughs> uh yeah elon's an innovator and he's compensated as an innovator and i think he's deserved as an innovator you got zip2 sold it right x.com merges with paypal sells paypal sold it uh each step getting richer and richer triples down on spacex on uh this fledgling america uh, this fledgling electric electric car company that competes with fisker called tesla uh funds his cousins to go do uh solar city like he started three or was basically willed three multi multi billion dollar businesses in existence so um cool bill ackman the best trade in history uh actually head fund henry was the first one to really introduce me to um what was the book that you had me read like way back when Sorry, it was Einhorn. Are you sure? There was an Ackman book. Are you still muted? I'm not muted. Confidence game. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, so, okay, that, there's another book recommendation if you like hedge fund specifics, right? So, um, yeah, Ackman's been smart for a long, long time. I, we, re we really respect him. He's um, very public with this stuff. Nicola to the moon. I think you're in the wrong chat, unfortunately. I don't think so, man. I'm sorry. I, I just like, if you're going to, oh, yeah, I, I just be careful of Nicola, man. Stay loop thoughts on Nicola price when they haven't sold anything. Yeah. Like guys scroll down on my profile, go to my profile. We'll talk about Nicola. Like I talked about Nicola ad nauseum and then on my YouTube channel too. Um, and also, guys, guys, I see some of you comparing Ackman um, versus Soros. Like, they're just—it's like comparing Sabin versus—I don't know. Like, who's another different sport? Amazing coach. Yeah, like Sabin versus a swimming coach. Like, they're dominant in their other field. Like, macro investing and investing in currencies and breaking the British bank is very different from like financially engineering and finding a really undervalued company and doing that's that kind of stuff although uh his shorting game isn't so good <laughs> what was the swimming coach in the scenario i don't know i don't know i don't follow swimming do you follow swimming no. can you give me another coach that's dominant in another field besides bill belichick mm -hmm. no because they're both football i know i'm thinking who's like a baseball coach no one cares about them in baseball, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's like comparing Bel uh, Belichick versus like Wooden or, or something like that. Phil Jackson, right? So that's probably a good analogy. Oh, that's better. Yeah. Phil, ja Phil Jackson, yeah, Kingpin. Um, cool. Any news on FMCI? No, guys, if you're going to, if you're like, here's a piece of advice. If you believe, oh, Greg Popovich, that's a good one too. Um, if you believe in a pre-revenue company and like you believe that you're buying at a reasonable price if they succeed, you need to hold it and ignore it until they start succeeding, okay? 
these the the fluctuations in the market are all ups and downs of like of uh of just robin hood traders or even just like random like maybe institutional traders just going in and out right what matters in the long term over five years is does tattooed chef grow in sales if when they put up those numbers the stock will go up if they put up good numbers that that's just like let's be like no company like tattooed chef will not trade at one times EBITDA unless they're about to go bankrupt. So, right. Like, so let's be, let's be clear. Right. So they'll keep growing and you hold it. If you're buying at a reasonable price, the problem with buying a Netflix at a inflate or sorry, a Netflix or I guess Netflix too, but a Tesla at an inflated price is you're buying already at high price and you're going to have to wait five years for like the, the performance to really like justify the price. It, it's just, it's not necessarily that it's the worst decision in the world. It's just not the optimal decision. Buying too high. Um, cool. Let's pick a raffle winner. Let's pick a raffle winner. $30 this time. This stuff's going up. $1,000 before we Big do that. $1,000 raffle. In order to enter, go to my profile link or go to a couplecents.com slash more. Enter the free uh, free Morning Sense newsletter. It's a, it's a brand new newsletter. We just took it public. Um, you know, People that have read it seem to like it a lot. I, I really like, I read it and I help create it and it's really great. Um, and uh, over the next couple of weeks, starting Monday, we'll have a little entry link on the bottom of those emails and just like click that um, and we'll ask you a quick question about like the, the email. It's just a fun way to like read about the stuff that you guys probably don't have Wall Street Journal subscriptions. You probably don't have some of these like the information subscriptions, like all this stuff. So uh, it's just a good way to have fun together and someone wins a thousand bucks. And if we get a lot of participation, we'll do it again. Seriously. Like we're all here to like invest and learn together together. Um, I can't stop laughing at you being like, uh, it's, it's mine and I like it. So you like I like it. it. Please like it too. <laughs> okay. Our first raffle winner is Dylan V Dylan V and won 30 bucks today. Dylan V and, um, you're, you're, Name is very vulgar, but in order to enter the $30 raffle, go to my link, go to more, go to my YouTube channel. Uh, it's it, link in bio, right? Go to my YouTube channel. I'm live streaming concurrently. Sorry, hold on. I'm live stream, streaming concurrently. Go there and it's, the link is in the description for the, uh, to the weekly $30 raffle. We do two of them every single time. And then this time around, we're doing a thousand bucks, $1,000. I was going to make a, an uncouth joke about being the government. Um, White Claw, yes. Anyway, the Dylan who won, Dylan V, he's from Canada. Someone was asking. Oh, from Canada. Dylan, you're from Canada. Good job. We love that. We're an international family here. We are. I do like Canada. I've been to Toronto and Montreal. And is very lovely. I want to go to British Columbia next. Maybe maybe Quebec City. I don't know yet. Whenever I can like leave. Um, guys, everyone asking about Pershing Square. I guess I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to overload and do a YouTube video on it. Like, um, oh, there are multiple. Oh, lots of Canadians. Yeah, awesome. Um, I'd say. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh yeah, everybody asking about Pershing Square Ackman's like SPAC. Uh. 
just go to my YouTube channel. This all go, this all runs, uh, you know, I, we post the reruns on there. We post it to, um, to our like podcasts if you just want to listen. So, um, uh, so the thousand dollar raffle, you don't have to watch this. You just enter morning sense. And at the bottom of the link, a bottom of the email for the next couple weeks, starting Monday, we'll have entry links. So, uh, Tyson is asking what kind of poutine do I prefer? Uh, I don't actually, I didn't know it was like that different. I just like, I went there and ate a bunch of different poutines. Uh, Oh, the one in Montreal that had a bunch of like, um, corned beef or no brisket or it was like it's like corned beef or brisket on it. it was like really good uh it was, it was like a jewish meat i think it was really good though super good uh is Ak- uh, jay is asking um does anyone say loading are you guys okay tiktok tiktok's going down again um okay tiktok's doomed uh over. loading uh let me start over oh wait last time i did that it you guys still there Okay. Uh, I'm sorry if I pronounced Toronto differently. It's Toronto. I like the way you said it. I don't know. I just, I get my Toronto or Toronto uh, pronunciations from Drake. So apologies. Uh, Jay is asking, is Ackman a trustworthy guy? What would you say, Hedgebone Henry? Trustworthy, that's kind of an interesting word, right? Like, I'm sure he's super trustworthy. Like, personally, I think he's super trustworthy with his investors. Like, he's definitely not a fraudulent guy. But, like, if you mean, like, in the context of starting a SPAC and raising money from, like, retail investors, hedge fund Henry time. Okay, so is he uh, trustworthy? So uh, Hedge Fund Henry knows a lot more about the history of Ackman than I do. Um, he he caveated it by saying it seems like he's very you know ethical and trustworthy and treats his LPs, his investors, pretty well, but have had has some shadiness around some of the direct private investments that he's made before. The first one, uh, Sears Canada and uh allergan valiant right that was that one um i remember that one that was pretty high profile so um i'm not super familiar with what happened there but it just yeah go research that uh hedge fund henry thinks it's a little bit there's some shadiness there um and also remember you're always going to have much better um it's stuck loading here okay hold i'm going to restart this all right i'm going to go uh but you're always going to have a much better uh kind of fiduciary environment with direct uh, comp- investing in direct companies directly in companies um this industry has the most fun words ever well what funny words did you like there are so many today like i would have to have made a list motley like, fool bullish bearish motley fool was really funny that's just a website ebitda that's the most fun thing i've ever said in my life yeah I still don't know what it means. SPAC, I'm just like, it's just fun to say out loud. It's just ridiculous. There's just there's so many things. It's just so fun. I don't know what any of it means, but it's fun to say. 
Um, I mean, we are creative people, us. Finance but like, people. I'm gonna start calling people Motley Fool. You're such a Motley like, Fool. Like out loud in public and just see what they do. I, think I don't I'll, know. I think if that, be a pretty good. It's a feedback. brand. It's a real. It's a real uh, website. No one knows that. Um. Okay. Is Spotify still a buy at this price? It's a buy compared to the rest of the tech companies, my opinion. Uh, wow. Dylan saying whack. Yeah. yeah. What's your whack? Like what is like like what? What is your whack? What is my whack? Like, is your whack high or low? I mean, it's got to be high. Maybe. <laughs> Is it high? What does it mean? It's a weighted average cost of capital. So I want it to be high or low. I don't I don't know. It depends. Are you the company or the investor? I'm the company. Then you probably want it to be low. Okay. So because that's like weighted average cost of capital just generally means how expensive on a percentage basis it is for you to um, raise more money. Mm, so if you okay. wanted to raise like 100 million bucks, if your weighted average cost of capital was 10%, Got it. then you'd have to pay 10% like returns on that $100 million conceptually that you raise. Okay. Uh, and it's a mix between debt and equity. So it's like... You're welcome, everyone, for that little, you know, lesson. <laughs> uh, Brian's still waiting for the What's Your EBITDA Roic shirts. Maybe we should make them like EBITDaddy. I think EBITDaddy would do really EBITDaddy. well. <laughs> um, yeah, the Roic shirts, uh, that's on the pipeline, just like everything else. Please bear with me. A lot of this... Is- you know, it all comes with time and hopefully the faster we can grow our community again, still pretty small community. Um, the, you know, the more, um, the more time you can get from me and the more throughput, uh, Oscar's asking, are there still spots for the internship? We just finished really reading through most of them and we'll get back to a lot of them. So all of you guys, like hopefully over the weekend. So, so just stay, I, I recognize I read your, I read your pitch. Um, Danica, she said dirty money goes over. Oh, and Bevan is saying Valiant, the Valiant episode. Valiant was on an episode of Bad Money. Um, Let's see. There was another good... Okay. Brian is saying short rib poutine is good. Poutine with bacon and green onions. It's super good. I feel like I'm going to gain a million pounds, though. If I eat poutine a bunch. Who's your EBIT daddy? I like that one. (laughs) That is a good one. Uh, Oh, man. Kelly's saying that I'm going to be... Call her daddy of investing. Call her even daddy. Love that idea. You think Barstool Sports will pick us up? I'm fully, fully invested in this idea now. No, but we're the. I'm gonna manifest this. We're the antithesis of Davy Day Trader. No, true, but he might like that. Maybe. Uh, MT is asking what I studied in college. I studied finance. Big surprise. Finance. Um. Let's see, Oscar. Yes. Uh, give us affiliate links. What is that? mean oh like you'd be willing to click affiliate links for me to grow our community that'd be pretty cool i don't really um uh mason oh mason oh great to see you mason's asking does spotify's price to free cash flow raise concerns no because you're not buying it on free cash flow for now right like i am i am locked in on spotify's um enterprise value to sales forward sales enterprise value to forward gross profit and conceptually enterprise value to forward free cash flow, right? But um, but I would say, right? So if it's a growth company, like you can't just like they are probably reinvesting more than all their free cash flow into um, 
into like growth, right? So it, free cash flow yield is more of like a value, like a more stable business. I love free cash, um, like a free cash flow yield metric. Um, but that's that's that. By the way, we have more voicemails. We have more voicemails. I don't know if they're gonna play. Spotify. Uh, so D uh, D Frank on uh, on YouTube is asking, is Spotify better than Facebook? Funny. Those are my two favorite fat Fazig stocks. I, I swapped the N for the S. Um, those are my favorite two. I don't like Twitter. Yeah, I don't. I don't touch Twitter. Um, okay. Yeah, let's try. Let's try some voicemail questions. Okay, they're not playing. I'll just read them. Yeah. I'll just read them. Hold on. Three down was the first. Google Voice. I don't think uh, Rooster's asking what are Henry's thoughts on Cloudflare. That is the opposite type of company he would ever look at. You don't know anything about that, right? <laughs> yeah, it's expensive. Okay, I, I want to see your face, head fund, Henry, uh, when I tell you the multiples on Cloudflare. <laughs> Ticker NET. They are a cloud computing, high growth software. They're growing at an expected 25 to 37% top line over the next five years. They have 78% gross margins. Um, they'll scale into like mid-teens EBITDA margins over that time. Uh, and they are trading at 26 times 2021 gross profit, 20 times 2022 gross profit, and 17 times 2023 gross profit. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Hedge fund Henry just says it's super expensive. And then he gave me an idea of a video to kind of walk through how to like look through all this stuff and like how to like growth and value aren't like dichotomous things. Like they are like you are valuing a company, whether or not it has a high growth rate or a low growth rate or high free cash flow yield or low free cash flow yield. It's all the same, right? It's all future free cash flows for higher growth at more expensive prices. You have to run out the DCF 10 plus years. Um, so like that, that'll be an interesting video topic to do. I agree, hedge fund Henry. Also, Stephen L said he would get a couple cents tattoo for um, hedge fund Henry's phone number, which I think is that a buy or a sell? I think that's like a. Wait, wait a can you read that? I think it's a. So who said that? Literally, Stephen L. Stephen L said I'll get a couple cents tattoo for hedge fund Henry's phone number. <laughs> I don't know to what capacity Stephen L. he wants your phone he number, would get but like a, it's a hard buy. A couple cents tattoo if you can get Hedge Fund Henry's phone number. I think if you don't do it, like you don't care about this company. <laughs> That's for you, Tyson. Tyson been asking me to do the whoa. Um, Spotify for the next 10 years, I really like it. Yeah, I like Spotify, guys. I like Spotify, I like Facebook. Facebook even has an upside. Like I'm doing a series on TikTok, what if it gets banned, all that stuff. Um, I like Facebook. I like uh, I like Spotify. Yeah, like also go watch that video, everyone that we posted today. We posted it like eight hours ago. King, it's still up. Kingpin Finnery is asking who's better at picking stocks, Jen, Justin or Henry? Uh, Henry's done it longer than I have, for sure. 
Um, I don't know. He's smirking. It's a toss-up. It's a toss-up. I would say him and I have different interests. I would say I am much more oriented to growth tech stuff. Wouldn't you agree? And I think he's like really good at like finding undervalued. Like he's a true Bill Ackman style undervalued investor, undervalued company investor, right? And so it's kind of hard to find an undervalued high growth, high high contribution margin company, right? And so for me, it's a lot more about macro trends and, and investing behind the five to 10 year story. And for him, it's a lot like, like he's, he's going to be better for that. Like six, I mean, he's going to be good for all of it. Right. Like we agree with a lot of these growth companies, but like, I think he's, he's much better and more experienced with like actually finding the kind of the deep value stuff. Um, there's just like, like everyone has their own specific like interests, I would say. Um, oh yeah. Joy. Joy saying uh, videos of me reacting to other social media finds people would be entertaining. Do you guys want to see that? That'd be really easy content for me to create. I was literally on my way to comment back and was like, oh, Joy, I like that Can you guys, in, can you guys like, uh, okay, by the way, my email's up there. A couple cents, dot, uh, couple cents at gmail.com. So I don't get back to my emails because I get a lot of them. But uh, the only way to really get to me DM wise is through, if, for Roic members. So please support the content there. Um, but for you Roic members or for you guys in the comments of any of my YouTube videos, and you see someone out there spewing finance BS, I think that would be hilarious. That would be pretty funny. That's a good idea, that. Joy. I think Although I don't want to start win. beef for no reason. I mean, maybe. I mean, I'm happy for them to come on the show. They don't, they don't, like, they don't take me up on it. Because they, they, they haven't even take, they even, they haven't even, yeah, everything is on YouTube. So it's a better way to watch me on YouTube. I can't put links on here, but we're, we're going to pick one more $30 winner today. And then the thousand dollar raffle, go watch my last TikTok. Um, cool. Opinions on Google. I like Google. I like Facebook a little better. Let's see Goog. It's the old Goog. Five and a half times sales. You're getting like, uh, yeah, you're getting lower. So at a similar valuation to, um, so Google versus Spotify, you're getting a similar, um, valuation to Spotify with lower growth, but higher, like confidence of cash flows, like much more dominant business, higher, like moat, like all that stuff. So I think they're, they both have a room in a portfolio, but Uh, hedge fund Henry was also saying um, that hold on um, hedge fund Henry was also saying that uh, Google or Alphabet has some of these like moonshot things that they're investing in like um, Waymo which is the self-driving stuff they, they're doing some space stuff they do a bunch of stuff like that which is embedded in the kind of the, the, the premium there which I agree um, I don't like if I modeled out Google which is kind of a crazy like I like I, I the thought of doing a DCF on Google is kind of crazy to me. I mean, um, but uh, yeah, like I think they both have really great. They have they have a, they both have a a really big spot in a in my portfolio. So, um, 
Cool. Let's see. Look at Jake Paul and Rice Gum. Jake Paul talks about finance. No, like they meant like oh. like when you have beef with other people, you like get beef. Oh, who's Rice Gum? I have no idea. That's a cool name, Rice Gum. Any of the Paul um, Oh, hey, hey, no. uh, wait, wait, hold on. Biking. Uh, Christ is King. Are you still looking for interns? Yeah. So uh, we just read through everything. We kind of slimmed it down to a list. Hopefully, getting back to folks um, over this weekend. So again, guys, sorry. Like, I have a day job. It takes a long time to read these things and make content and everything. We're talking to a, a couple sponsors for our Roic Group and for this content. Um, hopefully, they pan out. But um, yeah, they were asking me. They're like, "How are you doing this and working?" Yeah, it's because I'm tired and I'm drinking a White Claw because of it. It's very tough. I got Nia over here, and Nia's like keeping me on track, really. It's it's a tough job, you guys. I am very hard to handle, guys. Um, have them. Okay, this is a really interesting one. Chef Flores, Che Flores, is asking if you had to make two thousand, if you had to make two thousand in one week, and you have. $400 to your name, what would you do? Well, I, hey, from Houston, love from Tennessee. Um, what would you do? I'm not Gary V. I've never, like, I will say that. Like, he's a big, like, uh, oh, you loved Gary V. <laughs> um, this is just lime, guys. Uh, if I had $400 and I'd make, 2001 week. This is a good question. I mean, like, to be honest, you could just drive Uber for and make 2000, right? I mean, uh, I would say I'm not the guy to ask about like trading cards or like going on eBay and drop shipping and like doing all this other stuff. Like, my whole thing is taking, you know, money compounding it over over good periods of time over the market by finding secular trends and great companies um but that's a really interesting question or oh hedge fund henry has an answer for you Okay, so if I so hedge fund Henry is saying basically something we all know, right? You have to buy something that is undervalued and you can flip it really quickly. Um, Varun is saying work the streets. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, and uh, yeah, so he was like, hit Craigslist, hit Facebook Marketplace, like find something. I have seen some really good TikToks of people trading like a cup of sand up, trading up, trading up, trading up until they get like a Tesla. Um, like that kind of strategy. That's a very, very Gary V stuff. Um, I would say honestly, like two weeks is too short, right? Like you don't have any skills and I don't have any skills that I can acquire in two weeks. That'll increase my marginal, um, like labor rate. Right. So 2000 bucks guys, like if you just work your butt off for two, two weeks, like doing task rabbit, I'm sure you can make 2000 bucks. Um, 
but over a longer period of time, I'd probably say invest in like a, a coding class or some class that increases your your marginal like hourly rate as a human being, like invest in yourself and then um, go that direction. So just general, that's more my advice. But um, yeah, guys, this is on YouTube. So if you're having trouble with TikTok, go on YouTube. Okay, so, okay, Cameron, I know you're not the first one to ask about uh, SPAC, S-P-A-Q, which is Fisker. Uh, let me pull up my spreadsheet that I provide for Rogue members. So if you're a Rogue member, thank you so much. Um, DM me there, guys. You know you all can DM me at, and on Rogue. I, I can't really answer these DMs here. So SPAC, what are they trading at Fisker Automotive, or not Automotive, Fisker Inc. now. SPAC. Spartan Energy Acquisition Corp, 13 bucks a share. Let's plug this into my model, 13 bucks a share. They're trading at, okay, so I wanna hear your opinion, Hedge Fund Henry. So did you watch my um, Fisker video? Okay, so you did. You know, Hedge Fund Henry's a big fan. Um, according to the, do you believe there's there, like these, like Fisker backed by Apollo's financial projections or do you think it's just like uh what, what is the phrase uh two sheets in the wind or whatever yeah like what do you think it is uh well i guess it would say if you took all the Okay, so Hedge Fund Henry is saying take it with a grain of salt. Any IPO projections, they never pay. Like one time out of 10, they really pan out and beat those projections. I agree with that. But here's the thing. They are trading at 0.3 times 2024 go-to-market revenue. Yeah, so this is the, it's like this, right? So if you believe, that's why I keep saying, guys, if you believe in the company and the valuation is reasonable, then it'll work. If they fail and they, they don't come to market with a product and they don't sell it, then it then it'll fail. So to me, all I can really say is SPAQ Fisker Inc. If you believe that Henry Fisker backed by Apollo can uh like actually go to market with some semblance of near its uh projections, yeah, I think it'll work out very well for you. Right? It'll be an over hundred dollar stock. Um, so cool guys asking about Pershing square. I already answered that. So go check out this episode on my YouTube channel. If you follow me there. Love you so much. And again, if you, if you join our Roic uh, group, even, uh, even more so guys, I mute hedge fund Henry to keep an on autonomy. I can't even say that word. Autonomy. No, that's not the right word anonymity that's the right word anonymity um like hedge funds are regulated by the sec compliance all that stuff i can only do that because i'm like somewhat out of the industry for the past few years um there's a reason why like legit finance people who manage money aren't out in the markets like talking about stuff unless they're like really on um yeah, yeah i knew the yeah um are not talking about stuff unless they're on CNBC and they've been vetted by their own like lawyers. Right. Um, so 
Okay, any update? Jason is asking, any update on DKNG, DraftKings? Let's look at the stock price. I only did this for you guys. <laughs> Wasn't that like well already hitting? Already hitting. <laughs> um, DraftKings. I got to pull up my model. Which, under Roic? Oh, oh, I did a full DCF on this one. Guys, I did a full DCF on this one. It's interesting. So it's trading at 36 bucks a share. Reasonable assumptions, it's worth in the 30s. Yeah, I think it's it's a fair value under like a conservative assumptions. Like I probably would skip DraftKings right now. But if they can like absolutely kill it, um, then... Yeah, like hold it. Like I, I, I don't like in the scope of all these SPAC plays, DraftKings is one that I really like because look, there's a possibility that DraftKings just absolutely rips, right? Uh, everyone's home. If sports, if sports, if if all the states legalize uh, sport online sports betting, right? And um, sports go back. Like we were talking today, Hedge Fund Henry, uh, Nia and I were talking about like, does the NFL go back? You know, do they have these face masks? If they go back, but they can't, um, they can't like have crowds. Like everyone's gonna be watching in their own homes and potentially betting on their phones. I think that would be it's a super good big upside. So some of it is look like there's some really high growth numbers in my projections, but some of it's like, I mean, so there's a good chance they double, triple a lot like very quickly if things go their way, right? So. Um, if you believe in that, if you believe in that trend, I, it's fairly priced. Um, let's see. LCA, uh, that's like a, I'd probably draft Kings over LCA. My opinion is not advice. Yeah. And guys, I did my DraftKings analysis. I believe when it was, when DraftKings was sub 30. So as, as of now, it's a little bit like, eh, like, um, yeah, so you guys are in drafting for the long haul. That's that's great. Hey guys, here for the giveaway. Go enter, uh, go enter your email to the free newsletter we have. Link their bio. Uh, it's called Morning Sense. It's a free newsletter, and every day uh, for over the next couple weeks, starting Monday, there'll be a link in the bottom that you just like click on it, and every time you click on it and answer the question, you get entered. And um, yeah, and if you're asking about Pershing Square. And, uh, if you're asking about Ackman, we've already talked about this kind of ad nauseum this episode. So just go back in the episode or watch it on YouTube. And there's also so, the same normal raffle. Normal raffle. Let's pick Tonight. the last one. Sure. Next winner, Ash C. Ash as in like the guy who was in Pokemon. Ash C. C. Ash C. Love to see it. Ackman versus Chamath. Like, again, it's apples and oranges. One's more VC and one is like a hedge fund manager. Can I do a pen model? Uh, these these DCF models are killing me, guys. Uh, I'll probably do like an analysis. Uh, I can add pen back on the pipeline um, at some point and just do like more of a multiple like dig dig into it but i can't promise dcfs for everything otherwise like it'll be uh it'll be like crazy
Um, let's see. Oh, lemonade. That's another one. I should probably do lemonade. Hey, Varun, Palantir. Uh, hold on. Palantir. Did they? They did. They, they didn't file their S one, did they? I don't think they did. Palantir IPO. I mean, I'm sure it's it's a Silicon Valley darling. It's one of the oldest like darlings in the valley. They're uh, they have a lot of government contracts. Um, kind of crazy, but I, I don't know anything about them. Like. They've been so secretive, so I don't, I don't really know anything about them. Um, my understanding is it's a really good business, though. Like, my understanding is that Palantir might have some of the same clout in Silicon Valley that Rentech has on Wall Street, something like that. Yeah, like, they're the data guys, the, the algo guys um, that I don't really know. Like, like, most of us don't really know what they do over there, but they do a really good job. Um yeah, and like Jim Simons is the best investor ever. Like, there's a there's a case to be made that he's not really an investor. He's like a like a data science algorithmic guy. Um, I don't actually know what I think about SHLL. Did I? I think I did that analysis right. SHLL. Yeah, it's, we've talked about it. Yeah. Cool. So what is SHLL trading for these days? Let's check it. Tortoise. Old Tortoise. 20 bucks a share. What did, I looked at this at 1750, 20 bucks a share. Yeah, I mean compared to Tesla and Nikola, they're a bargain. I mean, yeah, I mean I like it better than Nikola. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I love it. Uh, is Microsoft still considered a growth company? I think so. I like Microsoft. I mean, just let's look at, uh, let's look at Microsoft's expected earnings. Yeah. I mean like growing at 10 plus percent a year expected, like that's still high growth to me for such a big company. Um, cool. Awesome. We are coming to the top of the hour. If you want to enter the raffle, uh, oh, the connection is gone, huh? TikTok's, if you guys want to enter the $1,000 raffle, sign up for Morning Sense, link in the bio, link in the description, and um, and really appreciate you guys joining me tonight. I like these hour and a half sessions. Uh, didn't have a lot of questions today. I don't think the market's been a bit quiet this week. Um, and so thank you so much for joining. Appreciate you all. Join Roic to support the content, and I'll talk to a lot of you on DMs in Roic. And one of you is winning a thousand bucks in a couple weeks. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. Love you all. Have a great weekend. Talk to you on Thursday, and talk to you in Roic DMs. Have a good night.